Hey everybody, it's your host David Cameo. Before you listen to the episode, I just wanted to let you know that my mic was not switched to the right mic for this episode. For some reason, I had to switch over to internet uh, Microsoft Edge in order to record this episode and uh, that mic, the default mic that was set was the webcam mic. I've since set this mic as my default, even though I might have to change that later here and there. But I think that's important. I don't want to make this mistake again. I have not made this mistake in roughly two years, two and a half years actually, since um, our coverage of Fear the Walking Dead Season 5. So, hey, not so bad. Uh, in either case, please enjoy this episode, even though it's not the best recording quality from my end of things. Uh, but while I'm here, a little bit of housekeeping. We've got June's Holiday Tunes, uh, a little project that we're doing, uh, Shutter Shades project, that's a project when... Uh, me, Sharendy, and Rachel work together to work towards a little thing, be it a competition, giveaway, or something like that. Basically, uh, you send a video of you singing a holiday song. Uh, in that holiday song, you want to add the word June for June Dory of Fear the Walking Dead. Um, and think of cool lyrics to sing instead of whatever it is you're subbing out for the word June. So. You might want to have a Fear the Walking Dead theme, or you could sing about anything. Bring in other characters from the Walking Dead universe. Make it yours. Make it creative. And your video will be included in a compilation of videos of the same nature. The cool thing is, aside from it being a fun little project between TWD family members, is all of you who submit will be in the running for a random drawing of a Believe in June t-shirt signed by Jenna Elfman. How cool is that? Jenna Elfman signed this t-shirt. So, um, you can do that. You still have time to do that. Uh, the entries should be, should be submitted no later than November 17th. That's, again, Wednesday, November 17th. Please DM your videos to at Blazy Gardner. That's at B-L-A-Z-Y-G-A-R-D-E-N-E-R. Gotta love her. Hey, also, don't forget the Secret Santa video drawing, the live stream, where we select members from TWD family to give mythical gifts to TWD Universe characters is coming. So November 17th we'll be doing the live stream. So please, please, please contact Blazy Gardner again at B-L-A-Z-Y-G-A-R-D-E-N-E-R um, to put your name on the list so that you too can create a video of yourself giving your assigned Secret Santa TWD Universe character a gift um, it could be a mythical gift, it could be a Photoshop gift, a cool creative video overlay gift, it could be something actual that you buy from a store. I mean, obviously the character is not real, I, I know, I hate to bring it to you, but uh, you'll, be, you'll be pretending to give this gift to that person. You'll be saying, you'll be addressing that character in your video and telling them what you're giving them. And it's a cool little creative little project that we like to do. We did this last year. Uh, we will probably be putting a another embed of this, uh, the Secret Santa video we did last year in the blog for you to watch. So you can reference what we're talking about uh, and you understand what we're doing. So please, please, please DM at Blazy Gardener uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, and tell her you want to be a part of it if you are interested. In any case, on with the show.
dealing with somebody else now. We are Squawking Dead, a podcast <laughs> pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times, believe in you. <laughs> believe in you. That's right. Well, it's not about that today. Today, we're talking about Fear of the Walking Dead's fourth episode of season seven, <sighs> Believe in Mo. <laughs> I, I totally. Right. I think it's it's breathe with me. Breathe is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's called Believe in Mo. That's that's what the episode's called. <laughs> Good night, everybody. That's it. That's that's all we've got today. Because <laughs> here's the that's thing. The episode. I didn't necessarily want to get into this episode. The reason being, it's very emotional. <laughs> and good thing is there are not a lot of notes on my end. Um, there's a lot of movement. What I was saying to Charity last night, as we did, we, we may or may not do a reaction video. I'm not sure. Um, and we may or may not do a reaction video from the, the World Beyond episode we saw last week that we covered last Saturday. But in the in the video we watched together, I said, it, that felt like a long episode, even though it was standard 42 minutes of, of episode. And I was like, that it's been such a long time since we've had an episode that aired at a standard length where I felt like, oh, <laughs> there's so much meat here that it just, it felt long. It felt like I got what, what I was due. You know, like I forget, I got, and it didn't run, the time didn't run out, and then go, hey, what? Oh, hey, oh, it's over already? Ah, oh, that feeling you get every time, right? I, I felt. Yeah, yeah, I have been too? getting that feeling lately. Yeah, now that you say that, like when the episodes end, I'm like, oh, well, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't feel that. There was a completion to it. It felt like maybe it's like the going deep on the anthology series sort of thing that they're doing still with this season. Or, I mean, you know, like they're insular stories and they're complete stories. There seems to be like a nice, I mean, it's not nice considering what Sarah has to do by the end of it. But it's still, there's a, there's like a, I, I, I climbed over this um, fundamental part of my character and now I'm able to exist on my own, even though it's very, very hard. I mean, it's one of those things that I saw in this episode that I said, like, how many times in our lives do we, well, like 16 different somebodies, right? And Sarah gets to be that other somebody finally. You know, and I, I, I love seeing that in her, even though it's it's very difficult. And I, I'm still, I don't know if you guys, you guys will not be able to see it now, but I've been having goosebumps ever since this episode. Okay, now all you see is hair. <laughs> I think this is literally my favorite Fear of the Walking Dead episode. I thought it was Close Your Eyes at first. And I, and I just seeing Mo be that authentic self that we saw in the interview that we had with her. It was a really good, I, I know I'm talking a lot, and it was a really good interview that we had with her where we really dug into the nuts and bolts of Mo Collins, but being Mo Collins being, you know, assuming the roles of other people whom she's meant to portray, but trying to become a more authentic Mo in the process. And we got to see that here. And I felt like connected to Mo Collins in that moment. I know, I want to cry too, right? <laughs> it's, I'm like on the, I'm the, I'm on the cusp right now. Like seriously, I'm on the cusp. It felt so good to see her. Like I was so like proud of her, right? Did you feel that too, or something? I know that's some a weird oh, thing to say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just kept thinking. I kept, I did keep thinking of our interview with Mo and and how and we were specifically talking about the differences between Mo and Sarah, and she couldn't really come up with with a lot, right? Yeah. So like, so watching this episode and watching Sarah go through everything that she's going through, you know, minus the the 
details and the backstory and everything, but I really felt like I was just watching Mo. Like this was just her emotions coming through. Like if she if she really couldn't find her brother, where you know where would she be at mentally, and and you know how would she handle that? And it just I I'm not. I'm not kidding you. I we can't we can't air the Ray reacts for this episode because I'm just it's literally just crying, crying the, the whole, whole freaking episode. It's just me sobbing the whole episode. This exists. <laughs> yes. Oh, Rach. Between because I re- I recorded mine, so I feel like we need to cut between ours. <laughs> In the it's specific- gonna be this the whole time. <laughs> Dave's like Dave's like this. And then you're like, yeah. <laughs> like we can go back and forth. Yeah. And Sharon just is just like crying. almost laughing at us crying. <laughs> only because she's had like three watches ahead of us to know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can't right, wait. right. She's, she's smart. She's smart. Coming. She watches it the first time on her own. There's a reason I don't record yeah. myself. Yeah, she's, she's smart. She's like, nobody knows how I react to these. And it's going to stay that way. <laughs> and now, I, I know this. I know I'm taking a hard right here, but like. Rach, did you learn performing arts or anything like that in high school or college or anything like that? Um, learn it? Like drama? I wouldn't say learn. I mean, I did drama in high school. I did musicals and drama and, you know, I, I did theater uh, when I was in high school, outside of high school. But um, I, didn't, I didn't take, like, classes or anything. I didn't, I didn't learn anything. I just sort of went and, like, here I am. <laughs> okay. But in the process of doing it, like, you got... You were directed in a certain way. Oh, oh, yeah, right, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, say this because absolutely. I remember seeing you in the Jenna Elfman scenes, and I was like, "She's oh. she's going there," and that's one of the things <laughs> I had a hard time doing when I was learning drama. It's like that was ah. that was the toughest thing for me to do was go there. People don't know what that's I'm the best about. part, though, man. You I get know. to let go of yourself. You get to forget who you are and just become someone yeah, else. That's the that. best part. That's that's my favorite part. Ugh, getting out of my head and into someone else's. I think I, I love that. I think I, I think <laughs> I, I do it. that more and more with this podcast. But there's still that's always been the hardest part. It, it, uh, let me let me give you like the 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 nuts and bolts of like even like when I was performing music in front of everybody. I was so personally connected to the performance, though. If if somebody I knew said would attend didn't attend, and I would like, so we had I had one big gig in Williams in uh, sorry in Greenpoint where I used to live, and it was like my debut performance. It was the Ides of March or the 15th of March. Many people came, which is great. But then it was just like this person didn't come. Why didn't that person didn't come? And it was okay. Aww. It was a good show. It was a great show. like as I kept playing, it was a great show. All I would think about was all the negative things. Like I couldn't separate the person, the personal from the. I, it's 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 a it's it's just such a shame too, because uh, it, it's one of those things that that knocks you back and it makes it hard for you to get back up again. And this is a personal flaw. This isn't like a you know this isn't like an every person. No, sort of I thing. I get what you're saying. No, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, I've 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 been there too. But you know, then then you got to say, okay, well, you know, why weren't they there? Where did something else come up? Did you know? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. also I <laughs> I have those thoughts. I have those thoughts, but then I will make excuses for those people so that I, I never oh, want to think that anyone's being malicious. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't ever think anyone's being malicious unless they come right out and are flat out mean to me. I'm always like, eh, nah, that's, that's not what they meant. You know, eh, they would have been here if they could. You know, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm constantly making excuses there's, for everybody. There, I mean, there's <laughs> there, so let's take the podcast, for example. I know there's almost it's a little less personal 
like than than your own music coming from your heart and soul, right? This is something where we get to like mixture ideas of like sometimes it get personal, but like not really. It's imaginary characters in a in a theater of the world that's <laughs> completely made up, right? So we can easily play, go back and forth, be stupid and whatever. And and like meanwhile, yeah, a little bit of your personality is is involved in that because you're trying to get people to to watch what you're doing and experience the laughter and the deep that we make. <laughs> <laughs> and so so when when we make a joke like that we want people to be able to to be there when it lands you know it's so so there's that part and then you know oh, and we've seen we but we've all had days lately because of how hard we're working so we want people to see what we're doing and, and sometimes you know when we only get like 46 people who had legitimate <laughs> entries in our last competition. It, it kind of knocks you back. And then but we're like, oh, oh, step back up and advertise better and do better this here and do more of that and push this thing here. And then so, yeah, it's a little less personal. I say all this only because it's great to watch you do <laughs> acting and it makes me want to do it too. And it ma- makes me think that because of the experience I have with the podcast, I feel like I can disconnect a lot better. And, and I do some of that now, like, we were just talking about uh, my contribution to the Secret Santa of last year. Where that was me just going through yeah. and and going there and just allowing myself to uh, yes and <laughs> yes and yes and Jenny <laughs> yes and Gabe yes and together <laughs> all three a thruple yeah so so I, I said all this because like I seeing Mo do it seeing you do it it, it just it's it reminds me of the places I couldn't go because I was too connected to the craft. Or like, mm. or not connected enough. Like it, I, it started attacking me, and I froze up. On remembering a distinct moment, where like my part, my scene partner was like yelling at me because I was a, I was a husband who was running out on her and doing stuff. And then I couldn't in my, I couldn't separate. Like I wouldn't do that to you. Like <laughs> personally, I wouldn't. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I did that. I, I couldn't shake myself. I couldn't get me out of the role enough. So I don't know. I was just trying to remember that, and I, I don't know. It just. When we were talking about Mo, it kind of brought that up in me. So that's why I thought of you and then blah, blah, blah. So I'm, oh, I, I'm right. eager to go back into <laughs> into acting, though. I really do want to do more of that someday. So yeah. I, just I loved it. I, I had a great time on stage. I just got comfortable being myself. I'm not ready to be somebody else yet. <laughs> <laughs> See, I find it easier to be somebody else. It's me that I'm uncomfortable with. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the diverse <laughs> nature of psycho psychopathy <laughs> that we all right. exhibit. <laughs> I mean, if I'm pretending to be sharing. somebody else, if I'm pretending to be somebody else and somebody doesn't like that, I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's not me anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I've told you again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the real me. But that is the yeah. real me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they're commenting on like Swalking Dead and they're like, Rachel's so stupid, her theories are dumb, then I'd be like, oh, but that, that's me. That's, <laughs> that's just how my brain works. I don't know how to stop it. Those are my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> about, real, about not real things. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not even real oh, things. No. <laughs> oh, you, you would get torn apart and read it. Anyway. <laughs> That's why I don't go there. I stay away from the mean people. Uh, I don't Twitter and I don't Reddit. Sorry. Yeah, good. This episode is complete. It really goes through almost everything. There are some nice, cool factoids that I did find in the beginning. Ooh, okay, uh, okay. That I I, I decided on a lark to just try to connect the Fort San Vicente uh, that they're talking about to something that Mm -hmm. might be actual 
Not sure if it's in the same place, but I did find something that resembles a uh, port. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, Fort, sorry, Fort San Vicente. Uh, can I guess? Because I did some too. I think there's a sure. yeah. Fort Ringgold. I think there's a pin on our map. No. Okay. No. Okay. So there is a presidio of San Vicente. It is kind of like a fort between the Mexican and, and Texas border. It was kind of like a, well, let me, let me read out the thing. This way I don't have to like explain it, you know, cold cockly. So <laughs> Fort San Vicente might equal Presidio of San Vicente. It's in Brewster County, Texas. In 1773, uh, Presidio San Vicente, owned by the Spanish Empire, offered sanctuary for Spanish Texas pioneers seeking passage through the San Vicente Crossing at the Rio Grande. That's in the lower left-hand mm-hmm. side of the Texas border. Uh, adobe and pueblo style structure serving as a garrison while providing a defensive wall against the native plains inhabitants during the mexican indian wars which kind of fits what we're seeing which the the number the first comment i made but in our in our reaction video is uh it was like oh i love these these pueblo structures the the archways and the adobe walls and stuff like that that's Mm -hmm. my jam that is so my jam I love that shit. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Daniel's con- continued memory loss persists. Yeah, they were definitely mm-hmm. alluding to that. Like, are you are you sure? And the oh gosh, the tenderness in Charlie's voice when she talks to mm-hmm. Daniel too is like heartbreaking. Are you oh. sure? God. And, uh-huh. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> man, and and there's just no sugarcoating that. Like, no pulling him aside or nothing. It's just like it's just all on display, and I just it just makes yeah. me so uncomfortable. A man of such pride, I mean, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't yeah. know to make. And no June around to help. That's because she's in the tower with uh, with seniors. Biff's, yeah. uh, Biff's palace. <laughs> Biff's tower. <laughs> uh, did you get a little feeling like they're trying to do something with Sarah and the rabbi? Oh, yeah. Just, uh. just that little throwaway line. Oh, Rabbi's been taking care of you this whole time. And like, what? Oh, yeah, okay. you know it. You know it. Dogs uh, yeah. know it. Rufus I've... can smell it even. Fickle Rufus. <laughs> uh, Poor Rufus. Don't talk about Rufus that I know. We'll, we'll get... We can't Don't go worry. there. Don't... We can't go there yet. Don't worry. Yeah. They can make wine and beer together. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe everybody, wine... Everybody drunk. Maybe wine becomes her forte. She didn't know it. Just stop. Stop doing the beer. It's not working. It's not working. Move to wine. Yeah. I think she'll be really good at that. <laughs> but then like, by the end of the episode, okay, I'm, I'm being serious here, but by the end of the episode, I feel like a real, real tangible <laughs> relationship exists between her and Josiah. You know, like maybe even like something very meaningful and, you know, I, I'm not saying, yeah, I am saying romantic, possibly. Like, I love that there's a, there's a question mark there. It's not for sure, but it could be. And if it is, I'm in. I'm so yeah. in. I just I thought it was a really cool um, idea. I like that. Yeah, besides that, the the interaction between him and Morgan that didn't really go anywhere. Sarah's really the first one of our group that that Josie's meeting, and I think Sarah's the perfect person to to introduce him to the rest of the group. I mean, not not just you know with what she's going through and everything, but she's kind of on the edge of like being a little bit newer to the group too. So she could relate to someone coming in and making friends with all these people, especially under these circumstances where she kind of was a bit of a bad guy when we meet her, you know, and then we find out. (laughs) I was was trying not to go there. I was trying not to go there. But no, no, I, I, but but she shows us that. Let me, let's hold on this for a second, just for a second, only because that was the key thing that I liked about 
this interaction and the fact that Morgan yeah. was there to witness that because yes. Yes. she'd been such like how many times fucked right. Morgan <laughs> season four and yeah. she did the same thing to Josiah as well. And just to have that, like this weird interplay where Morgan's like, I, at least it wasn't me this time. <laughs> yeah. And he's, and so he's thinking, okay, it's not just Jojo. me. Jojo. Oh, you know, that's coming. Ooh. Come on. Momo and Jojo. Ooh, Mojo. Oh no. I keep, I keep calling him Josie. <laughs> Momo and Jojo. Or Mojo. Mojo, Mojo, Jojo. I know that, I know that they called Mo- Morgan and John Mojo, but. You know, here we are. Mojo. Yeah. Yeah. I also love that that little bit, too, when Sarah gets Morgan on on the walkie. And she's like, Momo, is that you? And he says, oh, that's what we've been calling the baby. (laughs) She's like, what baby? Yeah, what baby? There's only one baby around. But, like, so happy that there is a baby. You know know what I mean? Like, you see it in her face. It's like, what what baby, you crazy bastard? I'm just glad that you're alive with a baby. I don't care. Cool, there's a baby. (laughs) That that, That specific scene, her just saying those words in that moment, with her face lighting up, like I, that was one of those authentic mo moments, moments mm-hmm. where I felt like a little of her was okay. When she, when Mo in our interview was saying she just wants everybody to be okay, that was that I thought of that yep. instantly in that moment, yes. and that was literally exactly what I was feeling at the time. She was getting emotional. She was getting emotional in our interview uh, when she was saying that, and I felt mm-hmm. that in that moment. And she's like, "You crazy bastard." <laughs> I don't care if there's a baby. Grace, Grace too. Oh my God. I'm so happy you guys are alive and okay. Ah, oh, and I, I felt that. I just, that was really great. I don't want to lose track of the thread because you were saying it was great how Mo could introduce Josie. Great. Thank you. You got me on this train. Uh, Josie to the rest of our group because she in herself was similar to her. Absolutely. In the initial. Yep. I really like the decision to have basically have Sarah bring this new character into our group because they are very similar, you know, even with, you know, having twin brothers and being separated and counting on each other and and one saving the other. And, you know, a lot of their stories were loosely similar, you know, like doing bad to do good. Also, like the but they did that taking it a little too far, sacrificing Morgan to do it. They did that with June and John and Dwight, too, because there was a lot of similarities between John and June and Dwight and Sherry. So when they brought Dwight on, they Mm. used John and June and all of their similarities to, you know, bring him in. And I I remember reading somewhere that that somebody was like that anybody else that would have met Dwight, it would not have worked out that way if anybody else had met Dwight first. Oh, they probably would have killed him. Yeah, because it was John and June and they were like, hey, we're going to help him. And he he was missing a wife and John knew what it was like to be missing June and June knew what it was like to miss John. And I, I, I guess that's a pattern they use to bring new characters in, pair them with the characters that are very similar. Right. Oh, but, and you know, that's funny that you say that because had it not been Morgan, <laughs> okay, because I keep thinking of this interesting, like, idea. While Josiah was doing what he was doing, I kept thinking, like, who spared, okay, let's talk about the stalker scene for a second. I see Josiah mm. with the guy and he tells him to strip. And, I, and on the second watch, I'm thinking, he could just kill this guy and get what he wants. The dog's going to be able to sniff through the blood, okay? But now I'm thinking, oh, but who does that? Who in this world does that? And then I instantly thought of Morgan. And then Morgan and Sarah. How many times Sarah fucked Morgan over, but didn't kill him, but like fucked him over so hard. And then even, but, but, but in light of that, Morgan 
just kept not necessarily forgiving her, but giving her a chance to do good over and over again. And had he not yeah, done, my, had he not done, kind of fucked her over a little in the beginning too. Oh yeah, well she had a coming. <laughs> <laughs> like I know if we're doing a tally system, though, <laughs> Morgan one, Sarah three. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially leaving him on top of the car like that, that that one time was just, that made me like, uh, I went like this, uh. <laughs> I get it, though. Like, in that in that moment, though, like, this is some new person. You don't know who this person is. Are you going to risk your life trying to save someone that you don't know? And it you would be risking your life to save this person. Or would it be better to just keep your group safe and move on? I think, you know, I understood in that moment. You know, we say that now, too. I'm more prone to say that now than I was back then. Back then, I, I didn't have that mindset. Now that I know that are, there are ferals out there. Yeah. Now I'm just like, okay, all right. Anybody could be a ferals, you know? <laughs> See? Stop it, girls. Hey! It's great that it was Morgan to be the one to... Because he could have easily said, fuck this bitch. Fuck your, fuck your twin. Fuck this guy with the beer. I'm out. <laughs> but he was like, no, it's about connections. It's about people. I got to, you know, why be out here and have this friend John and, and have be go through all these experiences, if not to bring people in, in this desolate Texas, you know, where there's nobody around and there's no food and everything sucks. And let's get together, think of a solution and help people. But then you take that experience and then you bring it to Josiah. And that, I love that. I love that. If not for this, then that. If not for Sarah, then Josiah would have, Kept going, trying to kill Morgan, you know? Mm-hmm. And he could have died, but now that he lives, both either could have died, let's just say. But you know that more plot armor, whatever. But <laughs> Josiah right. is now alive. So what What cool things do we get to see now that he stays alive? That is cool. <sighs> that is cool. I like mm-hmm. that. Doody-doody-doo. Sure, you got a poop cesium. No, Prussian blue. I found out that if Prussian blue, that's, that's the stuff you take to counter the radiation. The, the medicine, yeah. yeah. To me, Prussian blue is a paint color. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> but, <laughs> they said that and I went, huh? But, uh, you going to drink paint? <laughs> well, kind of. because What's happening? Because that's what Sharon is pooping right now. Because once, <laughs> once you eat Prussian blue to expel whatever's in your body to carry it ah. safely. It's blue. Your poop is blue. <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. Get to paint the walls of your bowl blue. Like Prussian King blue. Superman ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was a scary moment afterwards. No joke. When nobody told you that would happen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is something wrong with my body? <laughs> Why? How about, Why how about, is it pe- green? How about uh, I've never had that problem with Pepto. God, how much did you drink? I don't know. I, I, it hasn't happened to me. I've heard from other people. I have. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Black. Black? I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I couldn't even tell you the last time I took Pepto. I, I'm, my guts Do you think these, okay. this feces <laughs> conversation is going to make it into the podcast? <laughs> how the hell do we always talk about poop? Who's putting poop in our mouth? <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey. hey. Sorry. I had to take dogs out. Ooh. Sorry. So somebody was well, pooping. <laughs> we were talking about poop. <laughs> Are you surprised? We were talking about cesium, cesium, cesium poops. Prussian blue. Yeah. Prussian blue poops. Prussian blue. Prussian blue poops. Because it turns Prussian blue. Yeah, it turns Prussian blue. Blue poops. Apparently, kind of like. Do you remember those little tablets that you put in your toilet bowl to keep them fresh? Yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, except grosser. Tidy bowl. Yeah, that's it. There yeah. you go. No, I don't no, know but... if it actually cleans your toilet or if it just gives it the illusion that it's clean because the water's blue. I, I, I feel like it did something. 
I don't see them anymore. So something must be wrong with doing that, right? If you think about it, like, why don't we do that? Oh, they found out it makes, like, no, man. the drinkable water. That's the same stuff they put in porta-potties and whatnot. It's mm. that blue shit that goes in a porta-potty. Ah, good point. If yeah. you have a camper and you put the powder in your tank. Yes, thank you. Oh, your um, septic word. tank. Your se- Well, not your septic tank, but your holding tank. Your uh, your black water. Your black water, black water tank. tank. Right. Um, you put that blue powder Ew. in there. Yeah. Got, <laughs> still use it. You gotta do what you gotta do. Like, I don't mm-hmm. call it a black water tank. Man, what, what is, what's the alternative? <laughs> Feces water? Okay. Do you think Victor does have Wendell? That one thing that's been I, bugging me. I asked the same thing! I asked the same yes, thing! Yes, I do. And the reason why is what good would it do him to lie about it, ultimately? I mean, there, there are things that you could say, but they're not strong. Like, yeah, they're not, my, they're not my, strong reasons to, to lie. He has more reason not to lie than he does to lie. I just can't see any good that would come of him lying about it. Like, does he want to hurt Sarah that bad? I don't think that's it. Mm. You know, If you're going to eat, yeah. eat Will off a roof, <laughs> why? What's, what's a little lie between friends? Yeah, but I mean, I if, he really wanted, like, if he really wanted to hurt Morgan, he could have already done it. You know, like, oh, not physically, I, I just, yeah. hurting Sarah that badly is just like a... It's aimless. It's cruel. It's there's no yeah, point it, to it, it. It's an expenditure of his energy that's not necessary. Oh, so yeah, especially it's, it's going some, down to meet her. So once I had, I was on board with. Okay, so Wendell is there now. How do we how do we handle Sarah not being there? Because so if if Wendell is in fact with Strand, I have to believe that Strand is telling Wendell. Maybe he is, maybe he's not, but he's telling Wendell that the Rangers are out there still looking for Sarah. Don't you think Wendell is just as worried about Sarah as Sarah is about him? Oh, oh, kind well, of like. Yeah, but. but kind of like the whole Leo thing with uh, Will and, and Felix, if you want to draw a parallel. Oh, we're finding them now. Oh, oh, sorry, we have to go off on official business, Ca- a civic republic R- military business. Whoops. Right. I think the only way Wendell would would stay there with Victor and not go out looking for Sarah is if Strand promised him his rangers were looking for, were actively looking for Sarah. Yeah. But yeah. even if he wanted to go out and look for Sarah and didn't believe it, how is Wendell going to go anywhere? Well, we haven't seen him yet. We don't know if he's well, got a I, new like, chair or... How is he going to even get out? Like, I mean, they have a way to get out, obviously, but how is Wendell going right. to get out? Well, there's an elevator. Just... I, I don't know. It makes a lot of sense that Victor has a, a clear and present path to be able to get out and in safely, right? Mm-hmm. It, despite mm-hmm. the walker moat, let's say. So that that could be the way, even if we're not 100% certain that Wendell knows the way. But there is a way, so Wendell mm-hmm. could just try to find it. I mean, that's not the hard part. The hard part is trying to figure out what keeps Wendell there, or like Rachel said, yeah. like the promise or whatever. Or maybe it's just Wendell knowing or thinking that she might be dead and, and maybe he's... Because, yeah, that's possible too. Victor could have told him that. The relationship between Sarah and Wendell is obviously like real, true brother and sister relationship. However, is the dependency that Sarah has on Wendell the same as Wendell to Sarah? That's what I wonder. I don't think so. That that's See? That's where we I get to the heart so. of it. I was just getting ready to say... If Wendell was mm-hmm. that worried about Sarah, he would have been with her in in the first place. Yeah. When you know that he would have been there with them if he was that concerned and determined to be with Sarah. Right. I, I'm not saying it's one sided. I'm just oh, saying no, it's no. Sarah's Sarah's side. She's way more 
dependent on Wendell being there than he is on her. Yeah, and we've seen because Wendell on his own, too. I don't think, like, when, when they reunited Wendell and Sarah in season six, Sarah was depressed, man. I mean, she was depressed and down, and Wendell did not seem that way when they were reunited, you know? Even though when we saw nice. him for a second, yeah. he was not... He, he, she was depressed and upset up until the very second she saw him, and I don't feel like he felt that way. Like, he yeah. was oh, he was excited to see her, but... It wasn't a like a deficiency. It was like an additive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like well, oh, now my we, sister's safe. Now we know. Now we know Sarah can't br- can't breathe without him, though. I mean, that this episode puts that puts all of that mm. into perspective too. She does depend on him to keep her breathing. <laughs> and I also feel like maybe Wendell would feel like Sarah would not want him to go out and endanger himself looking for her. Hence, oh, I could see that. Yeah, hence the I agree part. What yeah. would your brother think? Yeah. Like, remember when she was saying this to Josie? God damn you! <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to say Josiah. Okay, I love saying it that way. Anyway, but um, yeah, but when she says it to Josie, Josie, um, it's the same way. He, he's basically, what would your brother want? What would what do you think he would think of you doing all this to to get this revenge? Like, wouldn't he want you to just be alive and just breathe? I'm glad you brought this up because. I did feel by the end of this episode, at the very least, that there may be a sort of uh, imbalance of dependency on on the part of the siblings. Mm-hmm. And no, it's good to point out. And I'm not saying it's good that we're on the same page in terms of that. That doesn't mean also, it's a shit relationship, but it's, it's. It may also be because we see a lot more of Sarah than we do of Wendell. That's true too. Yeah. 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 But of the times that we've seen, I just don't feel like. You know, obviously, there's a concern. We've seen Wendell concerned for Sarah, obviously, but seeing this side of Sarah it puts a, a couple of things into perspective in terms of how she treats other people you gave me life so I owe you mine you know that that sort of thing mm-hmm. and, and I feel like if I'm not mistaken please correct me but as I was watching it the second time I could I be mistaken in thinking that he went out to the street um when he got his accent as a character not as a person uh was that on behalf of Sarah somehow or somehow no. connected to okay no. He says a kid chased a ball into the street. I need to say he. I pushed him out of the way. He didn't see the car coming. I did. I pushed him out of the way. He got up. I didn't. So it had nothing to do with Sarah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's settled. I, I'm glad we, because some people might have that thought in their head. And, oh, Wendell saved Sarah as a kid. Like, no, that did not happen. Well, he saved her as a baby. Well, yeah, exactly. And so that's why I feel the need for her. I've seen the need for her to keep him safe and all the shit things she does is really essentially for him or did did sorry was really essentially to keep them safe they had, they had to brew their beer maybe it was better off that they, <laughs> that they didn't get saved. <laughs> um i remember before we got on you said something about things that you didn't like in this episode I, if i'm not mistaken rufus dying oh yeah but even even <laughs> Even that, Sharon and I agreed, was done very tastefully. And if you're if you're gonna do that, I think they did it the best way possible. Sharon, do you want to tell? That's Rachel just my opinion. What happened? Dave cried. Damn it! I can't believe I missed that. What? When exactly? <sighs> when, when the dog first when he when yiped. The dog got bit. Right when, he when got the dog yep. got bit. And and yep. even further. I was like, no! No! <laughs> and even further. <laughs> Really want to stay in that forest. And he was holding him and he was trying to mm-hmm. feed him the beans. And he was like, I just thought that would give him some peace. Thanks, <laughs> kid. And then, and then, when he buried Rufus and, 
And okay, so here's the thing. I remember when I was with Charity watching this, I almost, almost laughed a little. I don't know why. Like putting the beans on the bean, the can of beans on Rufus's mound, I almost mm-hmm. broke me out of it for some reason. I, I don't, I can't tell you why. If you push me, maybe we could figure it out. But like, it was almost a little too much. It was, it's going a little too far. You're trying to, you're trying to milk blood from a stone, buddy. <laughs> And yet it still got me. Because then, because then the leash, the leash came out and he held on to the leash. And I was just like. And then he kissed it when he stood up. When he stood oh, up, he kissed yeah. the leash. Fuck you, yeah. Demetrius. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you for making me feel things. <laughs> but hey, it was, if you can get me to be like, oh, no. And that that's, that, okay, that's not nice that, to me. <laughs> I mean, I've. Dave shed tears for an animal. You guys, you guys know. You, I think <laughs> you guys should know by now. On the calendar. I'm a very emotional person. <laughs> like cry <laughs> over anything. So it is not a stretch to get me to cry. And you know, you know what it is. Okay, okay. Let's connect the dots here because things that uh, we've been talking about recently, like Aaron feeling Aaron uh, lose a bit of his humanity by way of torturing this former whisperer person. Things like um, Victor even uh, seeing him lean into a certain direction, feeling like like he's purposely trying to lose himself in order to be a certain way to exist in this world. Because I said poor Will, but like really it was poor Victor. I, I don't know Will in the, the first episode yeeting will off the roof i was getting to know him but i don't really know you felt him. bad for victor in that i moment? felt um, bad for victor like all the on all that, the ways that we saw him grow just losing all that i just no. felt like the the bottom drop but let's move on because <laughs> <laughs> but what i wasn't feeling for was necessarily rufus but was feeling it really hardcore for josiah and maybe it's because like deep down we, I don't know if this is all of us, but we all know what it's like to, to want something so badly. Maybe that thing isn't the best thing for us, but then going so far for it that we somebody else gets hurt in the process. And I, I know that I can't tell you what it is in my life that, that triggered that in me. I, just, I can't. It's not here. It's not on the surface yet. Maybe we'll go through another therapy session. I'll be like randomly <laughs> in a world beyond episode. Hey, remember that thing about him, about Josiah that we talked about? I just remember what it was, and then we'll not air it anyway. But I, I felt that, and I, I, I know what that's like, and it really hit me hard. And and Demetrius playing that up immediately. And I, I who now I want to know who directed this one because because it wasn't Satrazinus just yet. So I oh, no. and okay while you look that up, something Sharon and I also talked about during the reaction video was the music. It took everything that was happening, and it was more notable this episode than any of the other episodes that that we've seen thus far. There was something so distinct and evocative and just hyped up. It, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about every scene with all the different kinds of music that was playing throughout uh, to evoke a different feeling or uh, connection that, that these two characters, Sarah and Josiah, had with one another. The feeling of loss and, and like, I've gone too far. Tara Nicole Weir. Oh, yeah, of course. What, what other episodes of Fear did she direct? I gotta know. The Code, Skidmark. Ooh. From, uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, that's it for Fear. We, you know, we can get her on, probably. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, and you know what we should do? If we do, we, we should bring Mo on just to kind of attack her. 
<laughs> Why did you make me do this? I was crying for days. I like how you say, I like how you say, like, like we'll bring Mo on, like, like it's just that easy. Like, come on, Mo, come on, <laughs> guys, guys, come on. Think big, think big, and then and reduce that, that expectation later. So that's okay. three episodes with Mo that she's done because, of course, the code was the one. The code where that was a big one. Yeah, and then Skidmark is with Sarah, and then Bring yep. Me is with Sarah. Go figure. Awesome. Remember how, how um, Mo was telling us about um, having to do all of the takes for Aged Up Sarah? Mm-hmm. So I was I was actually watching the beginning where they're having her just do the same day over and over and over again. And I was like, I wonder if they just told her to do a bunch of takes. Like, just say whatever and put it out there and let her improvise all that. Mm-hmm. And if she, I mean, because it just made me think of that. Like, she just did the same thing over and over again, but changed it up a little bit each time. And I wonder if they just said, hey, you're looking for Wendell. Say whatever you want to say into the walkie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were talking about the waking up scenes, because that's all I could think about, the different takes mm-hmm. she was doing. Uh, that fucking thing. And, like, weirdly, that's how I must look waking up after a really bad dream. <laughs> yep. And then, meanwhile, you find out the end. Well, that's her waking up not being able to breathe Mm -hmm. and that then it put everything into perspective like oh shit it's worse than i thought so dave ruining your your day (laughs) basically (laughs) sorry it's just such an upbeat positive season i mean i don't know how we're all containing ourselves with happiness man though it's like the thing you don't expect though that every episode thus far let me just think to the first one except for the first one (laughs) I say this because when I get to it, every episode except for the first one seems to have this weird, well, no, maybe a little bit of the first one in terms of Victor, but everyone seems to have this moment of triumph. Like we've, 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 we've overcome something. And even Victor to a certain extent is overcoming his attachment to Alicia in his own way or, or does something that makes it so they can't go back. He overcame the last barrier to being truly dark Victor. Yeah. He, he probably did something he never thought he would do. It would be one thing if you're you're stabbing a weak character like Sanjay. You're like, okay, at least I know in doing so, I'm saving my friend, right? But then, right? Because that's why he did it. He's like, okay, they'll go for him. They won't go for my, even Charlie, whom, you know, in the past, I would have been like, fuck you, Charlie. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> she's just a girl. What does she do? You know, like, and then there's Alicia, my, my best friend best friend but now it's to get away from my best friend or at least have her stay as far away from me as possible this letting go of that connection okay now going on to the other episodes it's like there's this triumph morgan realizing that things are okay being broken and grace realizing that you know we can move on from this moment you know if you learn from june a little bit yeah you can move on from this moment it's okay to be broken you'll figure it out it's okay to live in in this circumstance. It's your circumstance. You can you can endure. And then, well, and of course, the June and John Senior moment from last from last season, like June real, you know, John Senior realizing, oh, she's living back in the cabin again. Ooh, ooh. And then John shaking her out of it, and then and pulling each other up together. You know, trying to trying to bring her back to life again. And then, of course, this episode, which is a big one. It's it's never been more clear how this hurdle that she's had to finally overcome in her attachment or her dependency on Wendell and realizing I can breathe on my own, maybe for the first time, I think, in a weird way, right? Because they've been attached at the hips since, since birth. And mm-hmm. so that, that's an evolution. And I think that's really important for her. And I, I'm really, really eager to see what that Sarah looks like and how much, I'm not going to say, 
I want to say better. I feel like that's the wrong word or how much better it can be for her, what she does, how she feels. I think that's fair. The same as... It feels weird saying that though, wrong. Does that feel weird? The same as um, June losing John, it allows her to expand and become the person that she was supposed to be without. Same, same. Because you don't want to say better because it feels weird. Right? Well, yeah, it's, I, an, ex- and yet I mean, it's true. an expansion. It's an expansion. Yeah. They can expand into they can expand and explore themselves in ways that they couldn't before. Yeah. Exactly. It's not it's through not no better fault of because their own. they're right. It's not better because the this person again. isn't around anymore. It's right. better because they get because it's a chance for self discovery. That's why it's better. But you get what I'm feeling. It, it's Yeah. It comes at, at a at a cost. It feels feels yucky. To yeah, say it, it that really way, does. like you're like you're putting that other person down, but but it's I, not. I, know it's I think not, by saying right. that you're you're lifting up the person who is maybe a little more dependent. They have an opportunity now to be, be their yeah, own person. Yeah, and, and I think that's why I like Josiah's last words to her. There's like this: you're you're if you're seeing this, you're still here, you know. And I, I like that even they said it without saying it. Like, if you're seeing this, you're still here. Like, with the tree message. Trees. Do you remember that? Yeah. You have to spell these things out sometimes for the podcast listeners. Because, like, guys, you know what I'm talking about, right? Because <laughs> I'll tell you, even when you when I read the tree messages, it doesn't didn't really sink in. But watching Sarah in this episode, it, I really got a sense of what that means. If you're seeing this, you're still here. You're, st- you're still alive. Every chance that you're, you draw a breath is another chance or something different than what you expected to happen. There's a chance for life to come in or love or redemption or opportunity or just another day breathing. Some people are going to like this. You guys aren't. It, it does even remind me of Madison's conversation with Nick when it comes to the blue bonnets. Like sometimes it's mm. got to be about the good out here. You know, the good out here. Which yeah. paired nicely with the beginning of season nine when, when you got to see some of that imagery of uh, the walk. Well, maybe like the initial world beyond idea with the walker fused to the tree and the bird kind of lands on top of it. Mm. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's like a walker bird's yeah. nest. But like that idea yeah. of like, yeah, there's, there's, it's a little scary out here, but there's, there's, there's beauty. There's, there's something's happening here. There's this beauty in the darkness, I guess. So I liked that. I, I liked that it had a, uh, uh, personal connection to that like okay we got to see that in real time yeah you're still you're still here hey he's alive you don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring victor can croak the next day <laughs> be like sarah come on up here this is now sarah and wendell's palace wouldn't that be something yeah. right and howard awesome. will still be there i'm still a demon oh howard the demon <laughs> and okay Let's talk about that a little bit because it can't sounds, figure this dude out. I, I'm starting to. I don't like that this is emerging from him, but like it seems like he does have like what gives you he like he speaks out of turn almost to, with Victor behind him. He's like, what gives you the right to blah? Mm-hmm. You have no, you have you have no standing to make demands. He's like Victor's like shh, 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 demon. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I won't tell it. And meanwhile, he might go up there and say, yo, Sarah, she was just outside? Nabby. She doesn't, she said, I don't want to come up. Uh, what's wrong with her? Let's dish Wendell. <laughs> like, Victor and he become, like, best friends. Because that is a thought that I had. What guarantee do we have? Like, I, I know, I know that there's a part of you that, like, the honor among thieves with Victor, that kind of thing. But e- even I... As a person who likes, like, wants to see the the good Victor, right? Even I have to admit, now that he's he's gone through this looking glass, I'm like, now I, I'm sus on everything that he does. Even though I can still say in the back of my head, but, you know, he's still there. You see him come out every now and again, but he's still there, everybody. 
He's not completely dead, good Victor. So I don't know, but like maybe he does dish. Maybe he did dish anyway and said, hey, your sister is downstairs. She said, I just want to make sure Wendell's not my brother anymore. <laughs> Something stupid like that. <laughs> like, why did she come all the way here? She said to go fuck yourself. <laughs> but he, see, I don't think he would do. I don't think he would do that because no, he would not. know <laughs> that Wendell would know that that's not true. Although Ren- Wendell's not going to believe that. Although I could see Victor do, saying something just particular like, to get him to think, oh, you're sis. Like, yeah, she wanted to make sure you were, you were good hands. She wanted to drop you off because you're, you're, you're valueless to her or something. I don't know. I'm not Victor. I can't think of mean things. <laughs> but uh, he says mean things or weird manipulative things that I can't think of right now because I'm not that kind of person. Because we don't think like Strand. Ex- we're not evil. Exactly. It's so true. Although I've had my moments. <laughs> I did wish that they had taken the camera back into Strand's tower so that we... I just wanted to see if Wendell was there or not. I wanted to know if we could believe Strand because I I left that episode not believing him. Right, even though, like, when you logically think it through, you're like, okay... Absolutely, yeah. But it sucks. But then I'm like, it's Strand. So there could be a reason he's lying that we haven't thought of yet because we don't think like him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, they probably they probably gave Wendell a chair chair instead of a wheelchair. Oh, that's that Victor. That was the other thing. Did you? I don't. Did you get a good look at the chair that that was in that barn? Oh, it was gross. Yeah, it looked like Wendell's chair. No. Did did it to you? See, I I I mean, it was hard to tell because it was quite mangled. But I thought Wendell's chair had a lot more alterations to it. Right, like Like the thing in the back with the. Yeah, the thing in the back. He had like the the holder for the the gun on the side. He had a rearview mirror to see behind. You know what I mean? Like there were all these gadgets on his his chair that I didn't see on that one. I'm gonna but say- again, it, it was pretty mangled. So, I'll... but I also feel like, and I need to be corrected if I'm wrong. I need to know whether his chair got screwed up from that last uh, from the end of season. Is it end of season five? Mid season five. I feel like his chair got fucked up at some point and got replaced with something else. That, it that, did. Yeah, so... Because they were dragging him on that skid plate for a while yeah. before they yeah, fixed his when chair. They, um, when they had him in Lawton, he didn't have that chair. There you go. Because he did have it at the end of season... Well, not the end of season five, but he did have it um, when he was on the runway in 508. He did have yeah. it then. But yeah. Yes. And then when they got... They brought him over to see... June and Sarah. And I think this was and he was in a he was in a different chair when he mm-hmm. and Sarah reunited, yep, wasn't yes. he? It was so, more of a conventional looking. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, oh, no, that resolves okay. that question. No, but, but there's no reason yeah. to think that it wasn't because they found the scarf with that with the with the, with the stalker guys, right? Yeah, the stalker guy. Yeah. I guess. Did you notice in the pens that they had different letters on them? H and G. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think I saw an I and an L. Maybe. Yeah, I saw L I G H. I was going to ask anybody if they saw a T. CRM. That'd be quite the Easter egg, though, wouldn't it? Spelling out the word "light" in the letter. Well, I mean, it's obviously the the, the, the alphabet, and right, it and is if, obviously and, the alphabet. And, and if we're talking <laughs> about dispersion, we're talking about possibly sectors with which to disperse these naked walkers. Again, do not know the purpose um, and what this nuke has to do with Arnold. What? Yeah. What? So many things. Is it on Westworld? <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Door, same world. I'm okay with what the door? crossover at this point. 
Uh, I'm sorry, but Fear and The Walking Dead, they're they're just a park inside Westworld. Uh, very big mm-hmm. park. I don't like. Like simulation. They just nuke the park. How fun would that be, though, if that were real? So wait, their, their boss is Arnold, and the nuke will get them exactly what they want. And then I thought, okay, Victor does know who these people are, and these are just his enders, in some sense. Maybe. <laughs> We don't know, but they did attack him that one time, so... Yeah. Well, and and he was asking Will about him. Because do you remember... Okay, wait. To further put a fine point on it, the Enders were attacking Ginny, even though she had no idea who they were until later on. The same behavior. Same bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a good parallel. Now it just begs the question, like, will Victor be the same way, do the same things, go further than Ginny ever could? Which... (laughs) paints Jenny in a better light. Maybe they have something to do with the thing that Will wouldn't do that Alicia wanted. So they all, all the Enders, the ones that didn't get killed or whatever, left. Yeah. And formed this group out here. So Arnold, is Arnold like a schism from Alicia? Maybe know? Arno is Padre. Is it Arno? Or Arno? I think it's Arno. I think it's Arno. Which is essentially the same thing. Arno is literally the French version of Arnold. So He's Pope. go figure. <laughs> Arnold marked you. (laughs) (laughs) Roll up the tongue. (laughs) My brain, when seeing that the guy have this leaky nuke, which, okay, just after saying, hey, we can't go back to the other place because the leaky nuke is there. The leaky nuke has now been removed from there. So it's like, okay, this Fort San Vicente sounds like a perfect place now. And I'm so pissed. I want to. I, I want more Adobe in my life, <laughs> right? Like this, it's such a cool little setting, and then we're not in this dumb, not dumb, but so, this nuclear so they, fallout set. Did anybody say if they have a game plan? Like, so Isabel dropped them off at this cool looking house, and she's like, "Just wait here." Yeah. For, forever? Like, what do we? What's the plan here? What do hey, we? Man. Do we live here now? This I is our home. I guess their plan is to try to find everybody and get ready for I what mean, happens look, next. They had only been there two days when Sarah woke up. Yeah, yeah. So mm, it's not yeah. like they had really had a mm-hmm. chance because she's. They said I've been out for two days. Two days. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they had since they were on the leave. helicopter. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, and it's been seventy-eight days. <sighs> You know, that's interesting, too, when you think about it. Like, OK, that's something that gets lost when you start watching this episode because you're so wrapped into what this this drama is. I guess it's not important. It isn't important. It's not a bone to pick. But I completely forgot that she, like you said, she woke up two days later. It's like, it's been 78 days and I've been looking for Wendell for 78 days. You know, like on this Didn't we... rechargeable walkie. I didn't, didn't feel the span June of time, writes, is what I'm saying. Didn't we see June write 79 days on her, or 69. 78 days? 69. 69. I thought it, I thought it got up to 70-something. 69 was the highest number 69. we saw? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 69 well, still. was the number she wrote on the last day, the day before the thing oh, fell. Okay, okay. Okay, that was the last day she wrote, and then they were in there for, like, two more days. Right. 71st okay. day so, they were saved. Yeah. So yeah. so we're so we're seeing Sarah and and Josie like a week. Six, yeah. Like a week six, six a little over after. little over a week after we <laughs> see yeah. But yeah. we don't know how long they So we were, are going uh, linearly well, no. time. June we do and know have June and senior have been in the tower for a week, roughly. Mm, like ten days. Okay. Basically. Okay. Mm, I was gonna say we, when days. they wake up. When Senior wakes up, we don't know how long they had been there. Does he say how long he was sleeping for? Oh, yeah. Oh, he she does. Said, but yeah. 
She said day. You've been out for days. Okay, so not a clear yeah. answer, but yeah. days we know at least. Yeah, okay, days. okay, okay, okay. But it, so, it's enough. That oh my god, Morgan are you narrowing down away. time? Because it's... well, no. Well, now I'm thinking when Sarah and Morgan and Josie showed up to the tower, June and Senior were in there. They were already oh, in there. So you have it yeah, in your yeah. head that th- that Morgan when they were looking Morgan, outside Morgan the window, you it. thought they would see them. Uh, I mean, they they could have seen. <laughs> Something. I don't know if they could have made out who it was. Um, but I respect sure they would have it. seen somebody I, on yeah, the I platform. Do. Yeah. Morgan. Uh, Morgan told them that he had June and Senior in there. Yeah. 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 Mm. I feel like I know where you were going with this. That like when they opened the window to see the walkers, they could have seen Sarah at, at the same time. Oh. That's what I'm thinking. From as a result of uh, her back yeah. and forth on the timeline stuff. I mean, but, I don't know. I mean, it was a quite a distance away. I think they would have seen something someone out there like oh there's someone on that platform but not been able to make out who it was what's that for even though like all we got to see was down you know which uh, you know (laughs) that sign on the platform (laughs) band is so extra (laughs) (laughs) which said history begins with a single step (laughs) yeah man but there's something like okay it's one thing it was cute the first time he said it last season and then this history (laughs) thing keeps coming up History begins with a single step. Everything is about history. That worries me. He's surrounded me. by it right now. Yeah, yeah, but what is, why the obsession? I, I'm really... Well, the I'm first not... thing I think of is is the common phrase we hear is that history repeats itself. So maybe Strand is trying to make sure history does not repeat itself this mm. Oh, right. Or he wants to be the one to write the history. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure well, that. The, vi- the, victors, the victors write the history books, don't they? Right, right. <laughs> it's a... It's a dictatorship. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, but the expression originally is is a thousand miles. A thousand miles begin with a single step, and what that indicates is you're never going to get to your goal without starting. You know, laying the first brick, or you know, you have to start. The rest will follow. I, I don't know what that means in terms of what Victor's after. But I mean, look, you can go with the on the nose explanation, which is obviously I liked it better when I was on my own, conning the, the everybody, the conning the everybody. And doing me and being successful. Because that seemed to have worked with him in the past. And what did we say about when somebody tries to do that in the zombie present? They're not long for this world. It's usually a bubble is formed around them and somebody has to pop that bubble and realize, oh, you've been doing it. You're not your ideal self. Something's off here. But I bring this up because I had read on Reddit, of all places, something really cool. Because it's really cool for me. Actually, and I feel like I need to bring it up, but somebody had actually said, what if Strand was purposely being the victim his beloved friends need to overcome in this moment of bleak, bleak environmental disaster? What if he, what if he was doing this on purpose to be the, the villain that they need to defeat? Because to, the idea is going back to history, going back in time. Being the common enemy for everyone, right? To be this weird, like if if like it's the do over essentially. What if I did this over? I became the villain with which they could slay in order to be able to move on from a, a horrible thing that I had done. I'll be the thing that they need. It's this weird gift that he's giving them of being this villain that they need to. That to, sounds very strandish. To make up for what he did, I thought that was a very cool idea. I now here's the thing. I don't agree with this theory, but I loved where it came from so much so after watching this episode, because I thought that is such a weird thing that I could see Victor doing. 
Now, mm-hmm. I, I have to credit the Redditor, and I will in the blog. Just so everybody knows, on the audio podcast and the video podcast, I will credit the author, and I will link to that actual post. It is fascinating to read. I like where this guy's head is at, the, the person who wrote, who authored it. It was very disgenuine and, and very, like, very thoughtful. Uh, and I know, of course, I'm saying this because I'm hugely biased. I'm so sorry. I apologize to both of you. But I just thought that was kind of a cool fitting end to a Victor who's intentionally being awful. <laughs> like leaning, it's hammy. Doesn't it bother you? Doesn't it bother you that it's so hammy? A little bit, right? It sounds no, it no, sounds this is, hyperbolically this is exactly, exaggerated. This is no, what I always stranded. wanted Strand to be. No, no, no. I, I get that. But doesn't something, forget about the actual. I'm, I'm talking about his, just the way he speaks. It's just, it's just fake. Doesn't it feel oh, fake to you? Very. He has a very like King Ezekiel presence about him now. I like he's putting on a King show. Ezekiel. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. That's, I, I, wanna, I see what you're saying. Yes. This is what I'm focusing. I'm not focusing on any of the actions or what he does or what it means. Gotcha. For once in my life. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just focusing on the actual thing because it's the same thing that one of you, it's, one of you said this. Yes. About Percy. In our last breakdown, uh, our last recording, Percy had this, the way he had phrased keeping Iris safe and and just like him going on board with what he was setting out to do when he took, when he pretended to be Elton to join them uh, at the CR. There was something about the way he was saying it that just felt, as an actor, it felt forced or particularly like it was intentional, intentionally weird sounding. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like I want to keep you safe. Like, right? It sounded like that a little. Like, mm-hmm. so when I hear Victor doing this, I'm like, uh, oh, Coleman Domingo is a great actor. This is the season of Coleman Domingo. And yet he's leaning into this hammy speaking. Ha ha ha. You just, just here to bring stories to my doorstep. Well, I already told you. Told you, Morgan. Nah. Nah. See, you can't. <laughs> it's not him. I know it's not him. It's weird. It's He's putting it on. It's It's been bothering me every single episode. It's great to watch. But in the back of my mind, this show is a serious show. It does take its characters seriously, even though there are funny moments. They, they, they mean it, though. So I wonder what, what that's about. That's got to bother you a little bit. He's acting the way he's always wanted to, but it wasn't acceptable to do so. So he's got this. He's discovered, hey, I've got this freedom now. I can do whatever I want. I can act however I want, and this is how I want to act. I'm, I'm extra, and I'm a, I'm a, you know, overboard, and that's who he's always wanted to be. But maybe in the guise of being a con man, he had to be restrained, and and he couldn't be that ebullient. And and I, I, extra is just the only word I keep using because it it just fits. But. That's what he's always wanted to do, and now he has the freedom to do it. And he's the boss now, so nobody can tell him, stop acting like that. So I, I feel like that's just Strand. That's just Strand. Mm. What about you, Rach? What are, you, are you feeling the same thing? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely <laughs> do. I think, yeah, like Sharon D. said, Strand is finally allowing himself to, to be who he who he always was. I think he probably was maybe, I don't know, diluting his personality down around all these other people, trying to fit into what was normal in this group. And now he's like, I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to pretend anymore. I can right. just be me. <laughs> I, don't have to, I don't have to hold back, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, yeah. I have an alternative. This is me fishing. So this disclaimer, I'm not, I'm not sticking to this. It's not what I, I'm not committed to this thought but I want to throw it out there. So I'm just giving this to you so you don't go, oh, come on. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. Come on. I know. Um, <laughs> alternatively, and I think we've all felt this way before. Sometimes, you, you know, the, the expression self, self-fulfilling prophecies, right? When yeah. somebody makes you feel like you are a certain way, you almost become that because that's what they expect from you, right? 
I feel like sometimes when we see Saran being this hammy, inauthentic, I know you say authentic, but like there's an inauthenticity to the way he speaks enough to make me think sometimes that, oh, this is what they expect from me. I might as well give them what they asked for. This, what I, like there's a, I see possibly, possibly, I don't know, but I, we have to throw it out there in case it comes up later. Um, but I see a man who maybe even also may feel like I did this thing. Now I can lean into it and then live a life without attachments and live life and keep going and be safe and, and have a life worth living. That's appropriate for the kind of person that would kick his friend, essentially, into a pit of walkers that would slow down the nuclear holocaust to the point where it ends up happening or then committing this thing that I just, let's keep going. Let's double down, throw Yeet Will off the roof so that Lee shall never like me again. Um, <laughs> because that's what they expect from me. I've gone too far. Let's just keep going. You know, that's what they see me as. So I might as well be the thing that they expect of me. Like I might as well play this part that they expect from me. That sounds like what Strand would tell himself too. Y- yes. Yes. Instead that's, that's of, all instead I'm of, Instead of taking the responsibility and saying, this is just who I am, he's going to blame others and say, well, this is what you wanted. Here's what you get. Yeah. But and gaslight, We too, all know. Right? Yeah. But we all know, like, no, dude, that's just you. I like, don't know about we. You don't need any help. You don't need, <laughs> you don't need, any, you don't need I, any help. I think regardless of that, I think that's really, like, um, again, really sad in a sense, when if you think about it in this ter- in terms of this, there's like a sadness to like, well, I guess I don't need this anymore. I don't need this man. I guess this is the way I'm going to be seen from here on in. And then I thought, because as this fucking asshole voice in the back of my head kept going, it's not too late. It's never too late. But then I also thought it in two directions. I, I, I thought it in like, oh, I'm going to make it too late. <laughs> but also... <laughs> Not in ter- not just in terms of what he does, but like I'm gonna make it too late where to where I can never say that again. I can never make it up again. I just I just, there's something so sad about that to me. Do you think Victor is sad? No. Or or do you just feel bad for him? I, I feel bad for him. You know, like when I think about his trajectory, like he could have had love if he only just gave it a chance, or if he only let. I mean, we had made some comparisons to he and Morgan in the last season the actions that they, they do in the last season to push people where my way is the only way kind of attitude, right? Yeah. And where Morgan relents, Strand goes, nah, fuck that. This is my plan. I'm going to keep going, even though everybody's doing a different thing. And he could have been happy if he just let himself. He could have been happy if he just stopped. Yeah, I think... I think Strand tried. He he tried on the 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 white hat. He tried being good, and he stuck it out for a little while. But well, he tried. But I mean, it got it got dirty real fast because that's just it goes against his nature. I I feel like it goes against his nature. He tried to be good, but it it was so wrong for him. <laughs> well, but he did in try. The apocalypse is hard enough, mm. and being. And trying to be something that goes against your nature in the apocalypse is going to be even harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm more attached to what the first thing you said, because it's easy to forget. And this is like, a I, I associate this as a Rachel thing. I mean, it's interesting how we talk about nature, because it's easy to kind of forget that, you know, oh, you want your good guys to be good and your bad guys to be bad. But I, I, I got atta- too attached to the possibility of redemption for victor you you are absolutely right had he continued to choose to do good he could have but that's the thing he made a choice he decided eh, i think this isn't working and the first opportunity he had he 
did his own thing. He's right. and and he's still doing his own thing. And and mm-hmm. that that's what was always going to happen. Yeah, that that's that's the thing that makes me most sad. I think because he decided that he was not that he was not re- <laughs> worth redeeming, and he said, "Fuck this." Okay, I guess that's that's where this is going. And and he said, "Fuck this. I'm done." Yeah. yeah. Where See, many times? I don't know. I guess I'm not sad about it. He made it. He made his choice. What's there to be sad about? I guess. I guess. I don't feel like he wanted to be redeemed. I think he just wants to be himself. Well, like you, yeah, wanting to be yourself over over mm-hmm. feeling redeemed or loved by your best friend or mm-hmm. or the the friends that you've been with. I mean, essentially for for yeats for years. Uh, <laughs> Let me ask you, Dave, who do you think he'll let into the tower? I, I love... Because he obviously has a list. Oh, man. People that are useful to him. I mean, this is like the Ginny quotient. Sarah could have been useful. No, Sarah could have been very he useful. He wouldn't let Sarah in because she didn't stand with him when it was important. So who Oh, and this was... Not you know what he's in? referring to, right? I, it took me a while. Yeah, the guns. It took us a while, too. The guns. Yeah, it took us a minute. 610. Mm-hmm. Guns in 610. Uh, Oh, and handle with when, care when they put him. Oh, in, really? when they put him in jail over the guns. Oh, I'm no. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the uh, the line of uh, the the. I say the lineup, but it's the that final moment where they're where Victor had his fingers in the air and he risked his life. Morgan on the other side. I thought maybe that might have been it too. Uh, we but well no, that, maybe that right. scene did that scene did come up, but there was never a chance for Sarah to to stand by him in that Again, moment. Yeah, it was there was just like, gunfire. He, he was ran just and got into the car. Yeah, she was just but hiding. It was chaos. I think it was when the Daniel, guns. Yeah. When Daniel put him in jail in six ten, yeah, nobody came and said no. Don't put him in jail. And June wasn't right. there. June wasn't at the dam when that happened. Right, 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 right. Lucky her. Neither was senior. That actually brings an interesting key to this. Because we bring this up every now and again, but like, how would that interaction go between Daniel and Victor if they saw each other again? Well, especially like if Daniel's forgetting shit. Who all knows that Strand tried to kill Morgan? Because Daniel, Sarah, Lucy, Al, and Charlie were all at the Navy base when that happened. They have no idea what happened between all of them on the sub. The only... The only people who know the only people are on know. the sub. Right. right. I almost said June. Austin. Dwight. Dwight. June. Sherry. Sherry um, Grace. Grace. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And Senior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who notably says this out loud. So then yeah. that's interesting. That's why yeah. it's, that's even more that, interesting. That reminds me. That reminds me. Jen Wakely. I'm shouting you out, Jen. <laughs> yes. she, said, she said, I love how <laughs> Senior, senior refuses to forgive Victor for uh, almost killing Morgan, but is super willing to forgive Dakota for actually killing his son. Yeah, how fucked up is that? <laughs> Come on, senior. <laughs> Whoa, but that's easy. Though. That's that's an easy one because he sees Dakota as one of Teddy's victims. Like, oh my god, the, like when you think about that last season and him like But she killed John before she even met Teddy. Him him literally like <laughs> grooming her hair. That creeped me the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're like literally doing the thing that you're actually doing. And, and so yeah. I can, I can see. And then he get he stumbles upon this. Senior stumbles upon, oh, hey, Dakota, I'm hugging you with the group. Ooh, ooh, gross. Ooh. Yeah, Dakota, so, yeah. Dakota killed John before she even met Teddy. No, mm-hmm. I, I know. But it's <laughs> after the fact. And well, he wasn't there, right? So it's, yeah. it's kind of like Carol having not been at the lineup can have a bit more perspective about Negan because mm. had she been there she would not oh, I don't yeah. think she would have thought about using him in the way that she did 
So, I don't think so either. So you get where I'm coming from here. It's like, okay, yeah. I didn't see the act, but I understand that there's a lot involved in that. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on. But that is, yes, yeah. it is. It is fun. Yes. That was it's funny. It's very it's funny, funny though. It made me laugh really hard. Who do you think Strand will let into the tower? All right, let's, let's go through the list. We've got Grace, which we know. Okay, fine. Put that aside. Baby, yes, definitely. Now let's move to the others. Luciana. I think so, right? Because she was the warrior in, in Colonia. She was also at the dam, though, for hand, in Handle with Care. If that's our, if that is Strand's criteria like, moment, yeah. If that's the moment he's thinking of, like, okay, who who was there when they threw me in jail and just let this happen? Like, but, they might all be on the the no no list. Is it everybody though? I mean, would he say that to? Because I I I wanted to go to Daniel specifically because of this because because I I feel like he would want to. He, well, I mean, especially after offering Daniel a place in Lawton. And he, I'm sure he'll see, because he's an OG. Daniel's an OG, and he has these specific set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like, taken, if you get the reference. Uh, what's his name? Gotta remember Lee, how to Lee use him, Neeson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the fact that memory loss is kind of, like, all over the place, like, but that these are things also, that are instinctive. Um, that was also pre-Nuke Strand, who was still trying to be the good dude. True. He's totally thrown that over now. But even so even maybe, us maybe. beforehand, when we were still thinking he might be stranding, thought he wants Daniel because he wants him to do some specifically nasty things for the Enders or whatnot. You know, so why wouldn't he want to do the same thing after the fact? He's, like, useful. I mean, but I don't know. But then we talk about Charlie. And that, I could see him wanting Charlie, too, because of his sneaking. I could see him letting Charlie, Charlie in. Yeah. Yeah. Although, although... Just like Sarah and Wendell, I could see him taking one over the other in order to motivate one to do their thing while the other is going, Oh, I wish I could be with the other person, but Victor won't let me. I, like, it keeps them motivated or something. I, I don't know what his, his plan is, but... Dwight and Sherry. Oof. I guess we're going to get to see them in the next episode, by the way, it looks like. It looks like, right? Dark horses. Oh, what was the... Strand, big... would, Stan, Strand would probably try and recruit them. Like, come work for me. I mean, if they worked for <laughs> Negan before... Or well, yeah, yeah. That more was or under less. duress. Yeah. Well, this, well, is, this would be too, right? I, I, I mean, mean look, look at the shelter they're they're in right now. It's not much of one, or they were when we left them in last season. Like, like a, oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. It's, like, it's not like a, a underground a bunker. <laughs> it's the storm shed. A do-it-yourself background bomb shelter under there. Yeah, or just like a storm cellar. Yeah. <laughs> a, a root, root cellar. cellar. That's what it's called. That's what it is. A root cellar. Thank you. Yep. I don't know these things. I'm from the city. What's a cellar? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <fruit> cellar. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It's a wasted space. <laughs> what purpose would Dwight and Sherry serve? What What would they be useful for in Strand's view? I mean, Sherry was a leader, I suppose. Well, what his rangers are just going out picking shit up and bringing it back. I mean, they could do that. Maybe the stalkers are the old rangers that are left then mm. <laughs> strand could definitely recruit them mm. you don't have to bring all these people back show but you could at least mention them and tell us where the hell they all are you know like the kids the kids and tess i mean just yeah say, hey, grace uh, just say where samuels. they are where samuels you don't have to show them just right. be like hey and strand could be like yeah i recruited ranger samuels she's working here but you don't have to show her just say that she's right. there just mention her just mention tell them us all. where they are see right. please you notice what you just did right you're blaming it on strand when it see well what i predicted <laughs> you'd blame it on strand rather than the showrunners <laughs> guys i'm right because <laughs> the theory is working if we make strand a super villain everybody's gonna look away from andrew and ian and go strand <laughs> 
Oh, string him. <laughs> like Strand's writing strand. a show now. Exactly. <laughs> like he's just so extra and extra bad <laughs> that they're like, ooh, now they won't criticize us. They'll just look at Strand and be like, ooh, Strand be it. Ooh. <laughs> I know we're going back to Josiah, which we d- didn't talk about for an hour, but I thought a really cool thing about his choice of weapon was that it like it wasn't really a weapon and his prospectors get up and that he's a very versatile tool i like it yeah it's a multi-tool yeah i mean it did some really cool damage i'm not gonna lie that that first swing like hitting that one walker square on the head that's an actual thing oh yeah yeah for for camping right yeah and also for firefighting oh for firefighting because they they have to be able to like dig fire breaks and clear out brush and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, so it's yeah. also for firefighting. So what Sharon is referring to for the audio podcast is that shovel pick is really just an extend. It has an extension cord <laughs> or extension uh, pole, kind of like Morgan's yeah. weapon, which he has a bow staff with an axe on the end of it. So similar to to Josiah, Josiah has a version of like a hand pick shovel tool uh, that would be handheld. For camping and for firefighters, but he this is was, wielding it like a weapon. Sorry, this is probably the same tool he used as a park ranger. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking specifically. Yeah, yeah. and then I love like the helmet with the the, the, the little lights on it, and, which we got to see in action. Uh, just the episode Six two episode prior, seven o two, seven o two, seven o two, and you got to see him like uh, Mad Max and Thumbs Thunderdome in the background at night with his little little light on. You're like, oh, I'll shoot, and he did, and he almost died. But th- but uh, what I wanted to specifically talk about was that was the first tell, aside from the shovel pick, which I, I managed to call at least in 702. But the thing that I had not predicted well was that, but well enough to say, oh, he's he's going to join our team. <laughs> That's my version of it, was that it wouldn't Sound go. like the me w- talking about beta. <laughs> I know, that was that it wouldn't go the way <laughs> we thought it, that people might think it would, like a redo of Emil. And, and it was so gratifying to see that, like from the fact that he he buried the dead, which reminded me a little bit about Sadiq and in a sense, and and well, maybe even World Beyond, like the praying, making the prayers for oh, the, yeah. the peoples, and the kind of cool, and which kind of ga- gave you the tell, of like okay, this doesn't sound like a man who doesn't value life, and then you find out that he's a search and rescue, a park park ranger kind of person, whose job, whose profession for the longest time to save lives it's not in your nature and i just thought that was just kind of sweet it was really really sweet that and going back to my initial comments earlier which was like who spares the lives of somebody that might threaten their dog right like like why wouldn't he have shot that the what are they called stalker why wouldn't he have shot that stalker to get at the clothes why wouldn't he torture sarah to get what he wanted these are things that like were in the back of my brain the second watch like it just, you know, and then you, you, you come to the conclusion that like, oh, this person's a good person. He, he just wants equal exchange. Yes, he's bent on revenge, but just like Sarah gives people a chance at the very least to survive or, you know, gives them the opportunity to, to come away from things cleanly if they can make it. Just like her leaving Morgan on the top of that car. Like she didn't kill him, but she didn't save him. So maybe and you could argue Sarah's a lot worse than Josiah in a sense, because Josiah would go after Sarah and be like, okay, you seem to be in trouble. I want I want you to at least find your brother so that you can I, you can help me find Morgan Jones. I thought that was kind of interesting. Like you could see reflections of each other, like playing off of each other's badness and goodness. But it's really cool to see that little reflection between these two people, you know, the doing bad to do good kind of thing, but not really bad, but sort of bad. <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, and it's also kind of good to see that part of Sarah uh, again, too. Her faltering and going, that wasn't me back there. Like, the things that we were afraid of, well, that Victor kind of is right now, this reversion. And for a second, from like from the onset, I thought maybe we would see that version of Sarah again. Because, okay, let me ask you a question. If you hadn't seen this episode, and I asked you, how far would Sarah go to save her brother? You would say she would go back to whatever she needed to go back to, to get to Wendell, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, the show, the show is basically telling you, well, I don't know, guys. <laughs> Let's show you an episode where she encounters a character much like herself, bent on revenge for over their twin. And now let's see what you think. And I, I like that it asked the question we, didn't, we, we knew we thought we knew the answer to. And then it showed us, well, not no, not exactly, guys. A what if episode? Well, I guess I'm, I, I guess what I'm thinking is Sarah did pretty much go through anything and everything to find out where Wendell was. So well, okay. I don't understand. I should, let me rephrase the question. To get I mean, Josiah even says this, she went through hell to get here, and she did. But when faced with actually being with her brother and knowing that being with, be, not being with his, her brother would be the best thing for him, she chose not to be with him and do the hard choice, right? This is not the Sarah we started off knowing initially, let's say. And even the Sarah that I thought we knew last season, season beforehand, I could see her saying, fuck this. Victor, bring me up to this pr- and killing herself in the process. Like, I need to be with my brother. Fuck you, dude. Why are you, let, why are you in my way? I, like, she would have shot him. Hmm. I, I, in my head, I, I keep thinking, yeah, she's, she's good now. But I could see her going through hell. And you see that in the beginning of this episode. If you want your teeth, you better let me through. She says this to her friends. Lucy. Yeah. To Lucy, yeah. So I, I bring this up only because I, I, there is something interesting in seeing her how big a trans I don't want to say transformation a big a, a triumph this episode is for Sarah in evolving the way she has to actually she's gone next level oh she's out of our reach guys I can't no she's gonna do great things now I just I, and I am curious to see what happens with her next but it's good to kind of recognize that we may have thought one thing about Sarah beforehand but we we were seeing a whole other Sarah on this other end of things and I'm here for it I'm so here for it like we don't, we don't know what's gonna happen next, and they better do the same thing for Luciana. Maybe it's, maybe it's for the kids. Maybe they'll do something with the kids. And Charlie, just, just tell us where they are. I, I get with COVID filming and everything. I understand the precautions have have to be taken, and I don't want anyone to be to be working, you know, unsafe or anything. But it would be so easy to clear this up for the viewers. Like, oh, just talk about them. Like Heath, just so talk about Heath them. is dead. Then say that. Then say Everybody's they died. Dead. I would. I, no. Then say that. Then just say they died. I, then you know. But then Ugh. they can't. They, then they the can't sell you. The not knowing is the worst part. But then they can't sell you the official timeline. <laughs> Aiden, wasn't it Aiden who said we spent all of season five trying to get the kids to come back, and then we just forget they yep. existed? Yep, <laughs> they're just gone. A it whole season anymore. looking for these kids, and nobody gives a shit five, about them. Looking for these kids, and now it's like, oh, what kids? All, I don't know. Yeah. All the women Captain Kirk fucked in, in Star Trek. Same thing. <laughs> Mind erase. <laughs> what is it? Next episode? Yeah. What kids? <laughs> <laughs> hey, am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not. There's tons of human we, Kirk babies. We love these characters. Tell us what happened, right? Well, we see, um, we see, uh, we see at least Bailey, at least Bailey, uh, and Max and Dylan in the beginning part of season six. But, but that's we? it. They're at uh, Tank Town. Uh, do we? Do we actually that see was them? 
That was season five. Was it at the end? I thought, I thought they, oh. That was season five because they left. Oh shit, you're right. Sarah sent them off. Yeah. Sarah sent them away. You're right. So, nope, no kids in season six. Whole season looking for these kids and now everybody's like, oh wow. What kids? There was a reference though. Pisses me off. There was a reference. It was Derek's notebook. It was the school. Essentially, it was near, in or near Tanktown. It, it looks like it was run by a, by a woman describing Luciana. Do you remember when we read this out loud on air? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they were in and around Tanktown because it was the safest place for the children. Now I'm a little worried because Tanktown burned the down. The school is where Teddy took everybody after Alicia burned the holding. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck this. Oh, fuck mm-hmm. this. <laughs> so do you think, oh, fuck this. So wait a minute. Do we, did we solve a mystery that maybe the kids are with Alicia? Because if that's where they went to, uh, the new holding in Franklin Hotel, then... Or if they were in the school and then they went to the Franklin Hotel, I mean, wouldn't they have mentioned the kids were there? We don't know. There's no real way to tell. But that would be kind of... That would be an interesting place for them to be, though, right? If you think about it. I think if the kids were at that school and and the scouts showed up to the to the school, because because let's be honest, scouts would show up before Teddy and anybody else. They'd go make sure the area was secure. If they found the kids there, I think they'd kill them all, just like they did with the the bunker at the Franklin. They took everybody out that was there so that they oh, could the politicians, but yeah, yeah, but kids, the kids are the kids beginning. Are still, kids are still young and malleable. You can you can program them easier. Look what he did to, Ted, to Dakota. Gross. Yeah, she was already fucked up, though. She I can see, I can yeah, see that happening. Kinda, like, he kind of twisted yeah. her up into knots, though. He was like effortless. I mean, she saw That's what he I does. Mean, I mean, I mean, and think about it, he was, he she's in the right age group, or just under, maybe just the right age group of all his victims too. No, just under. How old still do you think in, his in the range. were? Oh, okay. I'm like, well, like in, in the his in victims the, in, were like yet lower twenties. Lower twenties or you know late teens, eighteen. Yeah. You know she's probably she's probably like sixteen, seventeen, right? It's gross. It hits a certain tone that we may have lost along the way with Fear the Walking Dead. But man, does it hit? It hits something. Ooh, gross. Yeah, but like at the same gross. time, I'm. I will say this out loud. I'm not saying that I enjoy this, but I'm saying it's interesting to see that you can hit a note that is very distasteful, but not be gratuitous about it. To know that it exists and it's in the atmosphere, but not have it be in your face. Kind of, kind of like the Rufus thing, like bearing the, the way he goes out. Yeah. So the same goes to Teddy's grooming Dakota. Like it's gross. You get, you get, a, you get a flash of it and then you're like, oh, I know that exists now, but... I don't see how gross it could have been or whatever, you know? But now it's in here. So, well, listen, the the power of influence, but at least they're not abusing it. So credit where credit is due. John John Sr. finished up that grooming for us. All right. And then, and yeah, and then polished it off post-nuclear explodium. <laughs> Maybe just one more time in case it wasn't clear how much I loved Mo's performance this episode. Just so we can drill that in. I'll say this much. Mm. I never really rewatch episodes. I might want... Because I, I, once I feel like I've, I've pulverized it, I'm not saying it's <laughs> dead to me. I'm not saying it's dead to me. Just don't read me, misread me. But I just, you know, it's been done. Let's think of it fondly because I have notes now. <laughs> oh, we studied the episode. I got to watch it again. After we talk about might. it, I That's like to thing. go back and watch it and see all the stuff that we talked about. And, well, you know the worst part. Okay, okay. Let me let me say, I think I know why I don't rewatch shows because then I'll do this thing where like I'll be like, oh, I should have talked about that. <laughs> 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 and then I, I don't want that. So let's just pretend like I did. <laughs> 
even though it will happen without me watching it, but it's just in your face if you do. But I'm okay. I mean, to be fair, I'm a I'm a habitual rewatcher anyway, so. Yeah. Well, listen, credit where credit is due. But hey, if you like what you heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead. Five stars and eggplant is all we need to know that you love us, but you can just do whatever you want. Let us know what we got right. Let us know what we got wrong, but just let us know. Let the world know. That's how we get out there. That's how people find out about the best TWU podcast that's on the internet now. But hey, if you really, really love us and you really want to get in on these recordings, like when you want to be in the real-time chat, lending your voice to the process, head over to ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead and just follow us so that when we do something cool like enter a a recording session, post those details, you can join us. When we post the unedited episode recordings, which I will be doing right after this recording, you can watch just the unabridged screwing up that I do all the time. I flub something here, I do something there, Dave cries here, Rachel cackles there, (laughs) Uh, Sharony's audio gets cut out, the dog hits its thing on the table. You get to see all of that. And the cat fight. And the yeah, the cat fight. The pre-show where we talk about things that we don't normally talk about in the episode. The post-show where we just say, hey, that kind of sucks. Or this kind of sucked. But hey, that was kind of cool. I wish we could talk more about that. Oh, I forgot about something and never put it in the original edit. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But you guys can watch that and enjoy that. That's a perk that you guys get to enjoy for supporting this podcast. You know, when you tip us... You get 30 days of supported back content. And when you join one of our membership tiers for as little as a dollar a month, the party just keeps on going and it shows like a beacon that we're worth something. We're worth something. <laughs> worth a dollar. Come breathe with us. Yeah, just breathe with us. Yeah. Yeah. If you, and if you're watching this, you're still here. Thanks for being here. I've been your host, David Cameo. I was joined by Cosmom09, Rachel Bird, and Charity, the Lazy Gardener. We'll see you in the next one, folks. Take care. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode, the fourth episode of season seven of Fear the Walking Dead, titled Breathe With Me, the Mo Collins episode. So good. So glad to see Demetrius Gross or Grassi. Still don't know how to say his name right. I don't know if that's the way you say his name, but he is incredible. He's his comeback was expected, and I underestimated his performance. And I, I really, really was pleasantly surprised. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. This episode has been brought to you by our Survivors tier members at Eliza Jones 71 on Instagram, at Whispers UK on Instagram, and at Jasmine.iac on Instagram. Thank you so much, Survivors tier members. Survivors tier members, if you don't remember, can host in our episode breakdowns they join us on camera and on mic and they give us their thoughts along with ours uh but don't forget our whispers to your members that would be at aiden underscore atkin underscore on instagram at tyler philip cox on instagram and twitter he has a youtube channel called let's talk about the dead there's at judith.morton on Instagram. She's an excellent photographer. And let's not forget the hostess with the mostest. <laughs> well, no, she can't 
technically host, but she's a great artist, at fanart underscore Lindy, of course, because she's an excellent artist, um, and she's been killing it lately. Thank you so much, Whispers. Whispers, of course, get their credits, as you just heard at the end of each episode. Uh, if you are interested in any tiers with these perks, head over to kodishify.com slash squawkingdead and just follow us. Monitor our feed, you know, so you get notifications via email and also uh, Chrome notifications. And if you decide to jump in, you can either tip us and get 30 days of supporter back content, or you can join any of our membership tiers. I haven't mentioned the walkers here, which you can join for as little as a dollar a month. Um, I appreciate you guys listening in. I hope you will rate us at ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead after every episode because it really, really makes a difference. I hope you're sharing these YouTube videos. I hope you're subscribed to our YouTube account, even if you listen on audio, because it really, really helps us reach the point where we can actually do so much more with this podcast. Please do all the things. It really, really means a lot to us. But at the very least, I hope you're enjoying this. And... Well, I guess we'll see you in the next one. Take care.